I fell in love with Jesus. I was praying and I was filled with joy and hope. It's like somebody lifted up 500 pounds of weight off my shoulders. I mean, imagine for years I was praying and not even once Allah answered me. And for the first time I called on the name of Jesus, he heard me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the idea of Muslims giving their lives to Jesus Christ and becoming Christians. You're probably wondering, does this even happen? Well, yes, it does. And a lot. Despite the countries that are trying to block that because of executing Sharia law, which is Islamic law inspired by Islamic scriptures, According to Sharia law, it is illegal for any Muslim to apostatize their faith, meaning convert to any other religions, including Christianity. And the act of doing it is an immediate death sentence. That's right, a death sentence. So you can see, people are giving their lives to Jesus at such a high risk to themselves, but people are still discovering the value of having Jesus Christ in their lives. In our last show, we had Ramin Parsa on our show telling us how he grew up in Iran as a devout Shiite Muslim with a mother who was very devoted. He told us about being taught to get points to get to heaven by trying to do good deeds. But no matter how he tried, he always felt guilty and not able to make it, causing him deep-seated fear. When he was 16, he was falsely accused by the police in Iran for drinking alcohol in a vehicle or a car and he and his friends were thrown into a jail area and flogged with a whip. After this experience, he began to wonder about the validity of his faith, and he ended up hearing the gospel through breaking through the firewall of the government that blocks any and all Christian content from satellite. He was able to hack right through it, and he heard the gospel for the first time. He didn't understand, and he rejected it. Today, he's going to talk about his journey for discovering this question. If there was a God... And who was he? Ramin, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's great to have you back, Ramin. Amazing to learn so much about your experience growing up in Iran, a land domineered and ruled by Sharia law. So after you heard the gospel for the first time via a legal satellite for you, I understand you rejected it. Is this correct? Yes. Well, I heard the gospel through satellite because it's illegal to run for missionaries to come or for churches. Uh, there are no churches. Christians are banned to be in the country, and it's illegal to be a Christian, actually. Oh. And Bibles are illegal. So I heard the gospel for the first time through a satellite dish that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for me on the cross, and He rose from the dead. And if I put my faith and trust in Him, I'll be saved, and He loves me. So for the first time, I heard that, that if I only put my faith in Him, and that seemed too good to be true. At the same time, I could not accept that God could have a son. Although my faith in Islam had crumbled, I still had this resentment that I could not accept God could be a human or could have a son. And I thought this is a Western religion. So I rejected the whole premise. But one week later, I was very depressed and very suicidal, very hopeless. I didn't want to live in this world anymore. I could feel darkness all around me and I could feel this thick cloud of darkness. 
So I heard the gospel again. It came through the same channel. And I heard this guy talking about Jesus again, that he loves me. If I open my heart and only allow him to come into my heart, and if I put my faith and trust in him, I'll be saved. And that moment, I had nothing to lose. And I said, Jesus, I don't know you. And I had a very honest conversation with him. I said, I don't know you. I was told you were a prophet, only a prophet. And I'm hearing that you are the son of God, that you died for me on the cross and you rose from the dead. And I don't know if it's truth or not. I don't know if this happened or not. But if it's true, if you are the son of God, I open my heart and I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive my sins. Give me a new life. And I was praying this prayer with this brother. And then heat went through my hand. Heat went through my left hand. It went through all my body. I was shaking and trembling. And I was filled with joy and hope. It's like somebody reached out his hand into my heart and he yanked out all the hatred and anger and depression because I hated the people who beat me unjustly. Mm. It is as somebody lifted off 500 pounds of weight off my shoulders. I felt light and I was about to fly. Like I felt a joy that I never felt before. I felt a love that I always wanted, but I didn't know how to get it. I felt a presence. And then something in my heart was boiling. And I began to speak with a supernatural language. I did not know what I'm saying. I've never had that experience before. Wow. I've never heard that before. But these words coming out of my mouth, and as I was speaking these words, I felt so relieved and so good and so peaceful and so joyful. Mm-hmm. That was my first experience with Jesus, and my life has never been the same again. Wow, that is crazy. So in this moment, it sounds like you gave your life to Jesus, and you received the baptism into the Holy Spirit. You received the Spirit of God. I understand you couldn't read the Bible after that point because it was a banned literature, but I bet you found a way. Yes, after I had that experience, I fell in love with Jesus. I was praying. I mean, imagine for years I was praying and not even once Allah answered me. Mm -hmm. And for the first time I called on the name of Jesus, He heard me. So I had such a faith in Him. I was talking to Him nonstop. I was praying and I ran to my mom's house. My mom saw me. And she said, what happened to you? She said, because your face is shining. Because before I was grumpy and soury and sad looking and depressed. Uh Now she saw me bright and shining and joyful. And I told her what happened to me. I said, mom, I accepted Jesus. And my mom had a ovarian problem. She had a sickness. And the doctors told her she had to do surgery. She didn't have the money. I put my hands on my mother and I prayed for her. And instantly the pain left her. Uh And God supernaturally healed her. I didn't know I have to put my hands on the sick. I didn't have a Bible at that time. Like they know I have to pray in the name of Jesus. But one thing I knew that Jesus hears my prayers mm. because for first time I called on him and he answered me. So my mom got healed and my mom actually became my first convert in my family. Mm. And she was a very, very devout Muslim. So after that, I said, okay, I want to know the words of Jesus because I was a Muslim. I was told that Moses brought the Torah, Jesus brought the gospel, and Muhammad brought the Quran. But the first two are updated, they are corrupted and distorted. So Muhammad brought the original and the best one, the intact one, the one that is very authentic. So now I'm disappointed with Islam. I rejected and lost my faith in Islam. I'm a Christian now. I believe in Jesus. I want to know what he says. So I began to look for Anjil, which means gospel in Persian. And I looked for Anjil for three months. I went after shop after shop, store after store, market after market, searching for an Anjil for a gospel. And I couldn't find one. Some people they told me it's distorted. Don't look for it. It gets you in trouble. It's corrupted. You know, some people roll their eyes. <sighs> Eventually, I came home and I began to search on the Internet. The Internet was brand new in the country and the government controls it very, very strictly. It was a dial-up Internet. And I connected to the internet and I began to search for the word NG. And after like 15 minutes of searching, an error came. 
that access to this website is prohibited. So the government blocked the website. And, you know, in the countries that are very blocked, people learn the ways around. So I used the software because my major also was computer. So I used the software to break that blockage. And I found all the books of the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. I didn't know who they are. I didn't know who was Samuel, who was Joshua. I didn't know who was Leviticus. So I saw all these books. And the only thing I was looking for was Angel. I thought it's going to be one book. And it's called Angel. And I saw four of them. I saw Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I didn't know who they are, why there are four of them. So I downloaded the four Gospels. I didn't know who the Corinthians were, the Romans, and the Ephesians. I only downloaded the four Gospels. And I began to read the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And as I was reading the Gospels, I was crying and I was sobbing Mm -hmm. uncontrollably. I was crying crying that why these wars should be illegal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in them against anyone. For first time in my life, I heard somebody say, love your enemies and pray for those who hate you and spitefully use you. For first time in my life, I heard somebody say, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. For first time I heard in my life that Jesus said, he who hears my voice and believe in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come to judgment, but has passed from death into life. I am the resurrection of life. I mean, these simple but profound words were touching my innermost being. It was touching my heart and my spirit. Amazing, Ramin. It's so true. The words of the Bible are so life-giving. And here you are being enlightened to the truth you are always blocked from. Let's stop here because I want to talk more on our next show about how this faith changed your life even more. Ramin, thanks so much for telling us about this moment in your life. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. This is amazing. Let's dive deeper into the meaning of this right after the break. Hey everyone, as an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to AwakenTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Guys, after I'm hearing the show, it makes me like want to repent. I think there are times when, you know, living in America, there isn't really any persecution to the level of removing the Bible from my grasp. I can read it anytime. So sometimes I don't realize that and I don't read it at the same intensity level as someone, say, from Iran, who's literally being blocked from not only the Bible, but also the words of anyone preaching the Bible. I'm so thankful for the Word of God. The Word is precious. It's something to be treasured, not to be taken for granted. As we're hearing, Ramin's life was being completely transformed by the words of the Bible. It reminds me of this truth. It's written in Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. As I'm hearing Ramin describe his experience, 
I'm coming to this understanding. The Bible is alive, like when we read it. And it's not just my first time understanding this, but his story really draws it out for me. I mean, God will make himself real to us and reading the word of God will be powerful and life-changing. I like the last part that the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Meaning when I read the Bible, I can truly know what the intent of my heart is, whether good or bad. Many say, follow your heart. But if your heart is bad, that's going to have a bad result. So we must not forsake the word of God in our lives. We must not neglect something so powerful. And many, unfortunately, do it every day. Where are you at with this? Are you having the same revelation as you're hearing Ramin's story? Father God, I'm praying for the person who just has never experienced the Bible like Ramin has, where it has become living, active, powerful in their lives. Lord Jesus, I'm praying right now that as we commit to reading your word, that our hearts would be wide open for an encounter with you, Lord Jesus, so that we can live a new transformed life. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Let the word dwell deeply in your heart. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.